The Daisy Chain podcast is proudly supported by Personal Farewells, proudly family-owned and operated independent funeral directors located in Sydney. My name is Emma. I own the Daisy Chain and run music and movement programs for aged care and disability facilities. I'm going to share how to find fun, purpose and connection in that stage of life that others think is boring, dull and pointless. If you would like to know how we shine a light on the fun, vibrant, full lifestyles of the aged care residents and disability clients, stay with me as I share the stories of human connection. Emma from the Daisy Chain podcast. I'm here today with Shawnee, who's going to have a conversation with me about our memories book. Welcome, Shawnee. Hello, thank you. And I'm really looking forward to talking about memories with you. That's because you helped me create it. (laughs) That and also because it's very close to my heart as well, because I think your story relates very much to, yeah, my family's experiences as well. So, yeah. We'll Sorry. probably cry knowing us. Give <laughs> 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 it together, just breathe. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I'd love for you to share with us, what was the inspiration behind creating memories? Yeah, so my nan had Alzheimer's um, and one of the things that my mum and her brothers found in particular, especially when Nan went into an aged care facility, but even before that, when she was in her own home, was they would go to visit. So say my mum would go to visit and would, you know, in conversation with my Nan, especially early days, um, you know, ask her what she'd been doing during the week or what she'd been up to. And my Nan, uh, you know, the early days would, would kind of tipped her around, not be very specific, not be able to answer the question. And for anyone that's experienced a loved one with dementia, um, they can actually get quite um, clever at hiding the fact that they're starting to have issues with their memory. Um, So, you know, they would ask my nan what she'd been up to and she'd be vague or she would not remember um, or she'd say nothing. Um, So I haven't seen anyone for weeks. And my mum and my uncles were all very active in visiting my nan and my brother and cousins and, you know, other family members and friends. So my mum knew that people were going in um, to visit my nan, whether it was in our home or later in the aged care facility. And um, she just basically got a, an exercise book and created a bit of a journal for, you know, when people come to visit, what they did, whether they'd taken my nan out or whether they just sat there and had a cup of tea and a, a chat about the old days or looked at photos or whatever it was that they'd done, they'd just make a note of it so that then when the next person came to visit, whether it was that afternoon or a week later, they could pop uh, pop to the, the shelf, pull that book out and then, you know, have some prompts for conversation. So it wasn't about telling my nan what she'd been doing. Um, But when they said to her, you know, what have you been up to this week? Um, They were able to be more specific in their questions so they could say, you know, oh, I see you had a visitor on Tuesday and and help her to kind of put together those memories if she could. If not, it gave them something that they could have a conversation about. Um, Because it can be really hard when someone's got dementia or Alzheimer's that, you know, what do you talk about, especially if they're struggling to remember what they've been doing. So a bit of a memory jogger, a bit of a tool for the family as well so that, you know, (laughs) it's a really stressful time. Um, And, you know, you might have one family member that goes in once a week and says, you know, 
what have you been up to, Dad? Who have you seen? And they say, I haven't seen anyone. That can then cause conflict with siblings. Like, why haven't you been to see Dad? Um, well, I have. I was only there two days ago. Well, he doesn't remember. What did you do? And it, as well as being a memory jogger and a, a really nice keepsake of, you know, activities and things that you've done, um, it can help kind of bridge that gap between family members as well. Perfect. And I think that's like I've seen that as well when my nan had dementia as well and just, yeah, the conversations that would go between family and things like that, just the value of having something like this. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's basically for the family, isn't it? Like it doesn't involve anyone, any other carers or no. nursing staff or anything like that. Yeah, that's right. So if it's used in a... Obviously, in the, the home, then it can just be put in a cupboard. Um, if your loved one is in an aged care facility or a, any kind of kind of supported living facility, the care staff don't need to get involved at all. It's just um, it can be put in a cupboard or, you know, I know in some cases um, with people with dementia, they, they sometimes can be destructive or um, get confused about what it is and why it's there. That might mean that you need to say to the care staff, hey, can you just pop this in a cupboard when mum or dad or auntie or whoever can't get to it um, and we'll get it out when we get here. Um, but that's that's the extent of the involvement because they have enough to do anyway um, and they have enough documentation of every time someone sneezes or whatever it is that they're doing. So this is definitely not something that they need to be concerned with. Um, it's actually a really good tool that will support them um, because, they, you know, if they do have time or they pop into someone's room, um, they can have a look in it as well and say, oh, look, I see that, you know, Mary took you out for lunch on Wednesday. How was that? So it's a, it's a conversation starter, um, essentially. Beautiful. And so... I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about like what's in the book because sure. I know you talked about. Um, I'm going to show you it. Would you like to see it? Absolutely. <laughs> I know people maybe listening might not be able to see it, but I'm no. going to describe it as we share it. And if you want, yeah. Yeah, that's right. If you are listening, you're listening, you can go online and have a look. Um, all of our podcasts also are shown on our YouTube channel. So if you want to have a look, you can. So that's the front of the book. For those of you that are listening, it's got a nice big picture of a daisy. Um, it's spiral bound so that it actually lays flat because one of the things I've found with exercise books is if the, particularly if they've got a thick spine, they don't lay flat, it could be hard to write in. Um, the whole idea is that it's really simple. So it's not designed to take hours. It's not a diary or a journal. It's basically a communication tool. So just at the top, it's got date, time in, time out, the name of the visitors, the conversation shared, the memories created, other comments, and then the next visit planned. So, you know, if you can only get in once a week and so can your brother, um, maybe you can spread those two visits out so they're not consecutive days. So that's a good tool for that. Um, obviously, the date, time in and time out, the name of the visitors, conversation shared. It could just be, you know, look through old photos of mum or uh, took dad out for a coffee, went down to the beach, um, talked about the cricket, whatever it might be. So there's plenty of spots in there for that. And then we've also got uh, really beautiful quotes and pictures. And then we've also got some, some blank pages where you can just pop photos or stick things in or any of those things. Shani has done an amazing job with quotes and beautiful pictures. And um, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. And it's something that um, you know, 
we're, we're being realistic and we're being honest and upfront. And this is a time where we are going to lose our loved ones and they are going to pass away. And it's actually a really lovely memory book to have after that as well. So while it provides a great tool for communication and conversation starter, um, it's actually really lovely to have and keep because then you can look back and go, I remember that day that, you know, it was dad's 90th birthday or or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, it's really lovely and it feels lovely. And I love, I love having touchy feely things. (laughs) I think one of the awesome things about having that physical book, like I think these days for a lot of us like they're always taking photos on our phone and so they always stay in that place so it's yeah. a beautiful way i think of bringing bringing back that tactile. yeah 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 i agree because i mean i was looking through photos the other day and i thought my kids aren't actually going to do this like my kids aren't going to sit down with a box full of photos that some are in albums, some have fallen out and they're just in their, their wallets from when they got developed. Our children aren't going to do that. Half of the photos that we take, my kids probably won't see again. So that was actually a little bit of an eye-opener of like, wow, it, even in the space of you know 30 years, we've gone from having actual photographs um, and the excitement of getting your film developed and only two of them being any good <laughs> or none of them because you overexposed it when you took it out of the camera. Um, and that's the downside. But the the upside of that, you've, yeah, you've got that tangible thing that you can sit around and connect over. So that's what the book does as well. It's a, it's a connection communication tool. Perfect. Excellent. And you've sort of touched on this before, but who's – when would you ideally, I guess, recommend start using this book or who would you use this book with? Yeah. Like, I guess we've already sort of touched on, like, dementia and memory and things like that. But yeah. So personally, a lot of the conversations that I've been having with guests on the podcasts are basically saying don't wait till you need something before you do something about it. So whether it's, you know, talking about planning funeral, whether it's end of life doula, whether it's looking at aged care facilities, whether it's, you know, chatting to someone about disabilities and suddenly finding themselves in a wheelchair and having to think about things that they'd never considered before. The theme that's kind of pops up all the time is that we are great as humans as not at not dealing with something until we absolutely have to and we don't have any choice anymore, which is human nature. Um, but often by the time we get to that stage that we need to deal with it, whether it's talking about a funeral or wills or, you know, where Nan's going to live when she can't live by herself anymore, we often wait until it's right in front of us um, and then the emotions kick in and we're, um, you know, we're snappy with each other, we're teary, we're volatile, we're not able to think clearly because there's so many emotions flying around. Um, it's the same with this. If you wait until, and I've had conversations with people where they go, oh, you know, Nan's not ready for that yet, we don't need that. And I'm like, now's actually the perfect time to have it. Pop it in your cupboard. You don't even need to wait until someone's got dementia before you start using the book because you can fill it in with them. Um, it's just a really nice uh, as I said before, a really nice way of connecting and communicating. So I would say, um, you know, if you've got a grandparent or a great auntie or a, a neighbour even that you pop in and check on occasionally, um, this is a really good thing just to have at hand, um, either to start using 
now or, or wait until you do need to use it when there are signs of memory loss and and not not all memory loss is dementia related so you can have memory loss just as a result of aging so it's not specifically for people with dementia um it could be for people that are you know have a brain injury and and have trouble remembering what they've done from one week to the next so it's definitely not specifically for people with dementia that was just what inspired kind of from my story i guess perfect excellent and so how do people go about getting a copy of memory they go to their local giant supermarket and they say where's a copy of this book and then the supermarket will come to us and say how do we stock it um <laughs> until that happens <laughs> the website <laughs> or instagram facebook um will be popping up more links we usually have a bit of a promotion around you know mother's day father's day christmas those kind of things so um social media and the website beautiful <laughs> So opportunities as well for organisations to be able to co-brand. Yes. Daisy Chain, can you share yep. a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I think it would be a fabulous idea if when a person moves into an aged care facility that that particular facility have a welcome pack um, which, you know, kind of like when you stay in a hotel but on another level, um, you know, it's got your things that you need to know, um, what to do with your, you know, your dirty laundry, what time meal times are, but also if we can include in that the memories book, um, I think that would be an amazing idea. And there are opportunities for uh, companies to co-brand, to put their logo on the back, to personalise it for their particular facility. Um, and there's also other opportunities for uh, corporate um, organisations to sponsor the book as well. So they don't necessarily need to be aged care related. Um, they might just have um, an interest in giving back um, and giving something to a different group that often get overlooked and not supported. So we can do either or both. <laughs> Excellent. And just on, you just mentioned there about giving back. Um, would you like to share a little bit about how, I guess, the book itself gives back to Oh, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we need more funding we need more research into dementia it's one of those things like any um invisible illness uh, where there's no physical obvious symptoms um, unless you're living with it yourself or with someone that has it um it's severely underfunded and you know there's so much research can be done on the brain what happens why it happens how we can prevent it how we can live with it how we can support people that have dementia of any kind so a dollar from the sale of every book goes to dementia australia um in order to do that we actually had to speak with dementia australia show them the book explain to them how it works so it does have their approval to to raise funds for them um, so I think that's a really good endorsement as well that they see it as a valuable resource for families and friends. Beautiful. Excellent and is there anything else that you'd love to touch on the round before? Um, just so I think everyone should have one <laughs> because like I said before it's beautiful it looks lovely it's really nice to have out um, it's a great way of starting conversations and I know 
from my own experience that sometimes it can be really difficult to know, especially if you've got someone in aged care who perhaps doesn't speak very much anymore. Um, and as a family, you know, you go in and you're sat there with your sibling and your mom or your grandfather or whoever, and they're not speaking. Um, and you're having a conversation that you would be having if you weren't there um, at home or in a cafe and it's just like they're there listening in. So it's really good to go, hey, let's have a look in Dad's book. Oh, look, I see on, you know, Wednesday Mary and John came to visit you. haven't seen them for a long time. Do you remember when da-da-da-da-da? So it's just a, a way of, you know, not keep going over the same things that you go over every time that you go to visit. Um, and it can, like, let's be honest, it can be really hard to know what to talk about. Um, so it's definitely a great tool to, as I said before, to kind of bridge that gap and to, to inspire conversation and connection. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing such an amazing job with getting what was in my head out into real life. So it was a bit of, a, bit of a labour of love for both of us, I know. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I remember where I was sitting in the phone call with you. I've got this idea and I was like, I'm sold, I'm in because I just know the difference that this can have on so many people yeah. and families' lives that it's yeah, I'm getting goosebumps because it's just yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for firing the questions at me for once. <laughs> and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you on the next podcast. My name's Emma, I'm from The Daisy Chain and thank you so much for listening to The Daisy Chain Podcast. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, www.thedaisychain.com. You can also visit our Facebook or Instagram page.